So we're just going to start out um, the message with a little bit of worship and prayer, and then we'll get right into the message. So you can um, get comfortable. If you'd like to sit, you may sit. If you'd like to stand, you may stand. If you'd like to run around the room, you may run around the room. If you'd like to kneel, you may kneel. Uh, it's a song. It's actually alive. You can keep it going and out. Um, it's a live CD recording from some services Melly and I were in in January. So it's uh, Stan Pody, and Pastor Trina, and um, Emily, maybe a few other people. So just take a second, continue as we have been, enter into the presence of God, and we'll pray and and It's called Power in the River. Peace and joy, peace and joy. There's power in the river, peace and joy, peace and joy. Greater love, greater love, a greater love. There's power in the river, a greater love, a greater love. Yeah, greater love, a greater love, a greater love. There's power in the river, a greater love, greater love. Drink from the river, I'll drink from the river. I will drink from the river. It will never run dry. It will never, it will never run dry. I'll drink from the river. I will drink from the river. me alive. It will keep me alive. Strength and life, strength and life. I find it in the river. Strength and life, strength and life. Strength and life, strength and life. There's power in the river. Strength and life, strength and life. I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna drink from the river. I will drink from the river. It will never run dry. It will never run dry. I will drink from the river. Yes, I drink from the river. It will never run dry. It keeps me alive. It will keep me alive. I will drink. Yeah. 
Open your mouth and let that river flow. God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Uh, We thank you for the presence of your spirit. Father, we thank you for um, who you are. Father, we love you so much. Father, we draw near to you right now from the innermost parts of our being, from our hearts, Father. Lord, speak to us today. Uh, Open up your word to us in ways that we've not seen before, Father in depths of revelation of the simplicity of the gospel. Father, open up uh, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ in a greater measure, in a greater way than what we've seen, Father. Give us understanding, revelation, and light into the power that you use to raise Jesus Christ from the dead. Father, into the realization and the reality of the power of Christ, the power that raised him from the dead, dwelling in our hearts and dwelling in our moral bodies and affecting not only our bodies and our minds, but our very being. Father, we thank you for the Holy Ghost. Father, we thank you that he lives in us. He lives in us now. We uh, yield to him. Holy Spirit, have your way, have your place. Speak what you want to speak. Say what you want to say. May my lips and my tongue be a yielded vessel, Father, unto you, that you can speak to us. Father, we thank you that you've chosen to speak through us. Father, we look to you now from our hearts, expecting to receive from you. Father, we thank you that when we come in contact with you, when we come in contact with your presence and your spirit, that we are changed and never again the same. Father, we pray that the words that you speak to us, the things that you teach us today, Father, that you'll help us to um, implant them and impregnate them into our life. Father, that we won't just hear something this week, here today, and gone tomorrow, but Father, that we'll receive it with gladness, we'll receive it with joy, and let it sit and take deep root in our lives and in our hearts. Father, that we won't just listen to your word and think in our minds, well, that's good, Father, but we'll let it sink down into our spirits, that we will uh, have listening spiritual ears and seeing spiritual eyes that you'll open up your word, that you'll unfold your truths to us, that you'll reveal things to us from your word that only your spirit could reveal. Father, that you'll cause us to worship you, not in our mind, but in spirit and in truth, that you'll cause us to rise up a little higher and delve a little deeper in the realm of the spirit, Father. We thank you, Father, for the realm that you created us in, the realm that we live in, the realm that we live from, that we're sustained from, the realm of the Holy Ghost. Father, we say that we will live in that realm. We will live in that place. We will um, 
Feast on your word, Father. You said, even Jesus said that we can't live by natural things alone, but by every word that proceeds out of your mouth. Father, we pray as we look at your words today, Father, that you'll help each of us to let those words sink deep into our spirits, that we'll let those words um, dominate us, that we'll let those words uh, create the place in us that you want them to create, Father. We thank you that it is in you that we live and we move and we breathe and we have our being. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for all that he's done, Father. We rejoice, Father, not that demons are subject to us, Father, but we rejoice that you have written our names in your book of life, the book of life, Father, that our names are there. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you didn't leave us hopeless, wandering, lost in spiritual death, Father, but that you reached down and picked us up with your love. With the blood of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus over every heart, every mind, every person, every thought, and every attitude. Father, we give it to you. We come not with our own ability, with our own goodness, with our own works, with our own thoughts even, Father, but we come by the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood. Father, we thank you that the blood has power not only in this world, in this realm, but also in the world to come. Not only in the world that we can see, but in the unseen realm. Father, we thank you that the blood takes us in the unseen realm into your very presence. Father, beyond our minds, beyond our thoughts, beyond our flesh. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you that we can go beyond our flesh and beyond our limitations by the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over everything that concerns us, especially over our families. We plead the blood of Jesus over everything that concerns them. Father, especially the children, we plead the blood of Jesus over what they see, over what they hear, over where they go, over what they say. We declare that your angels, like you said in your word, encamp around them, protecting them in all of their ways, that their angels ever before your throne. Father, we thank you that you love little children, that you desire that they come to you, Father, that you even said that we should come to you with the same heart as of a child. So, Father, we come to you in that way right now, Father, ready to receive from you, open to what you'd have to say, ready for you to teach us, ready, ready for you to reveal to us. And, Father, we approach your word with reverence and with humility. And, Father, we're not looking to hear uh, what I have to say, but, Father, we're looking to hear what you would say. We're looking to see what you would show. Father, we thank you. That as we minister, we minister not in the wisdom of man, but in demonstration of your spirit and of power, that our faith wouldn't stand in a man's word or man's wisdom, but our faith would stand in your power. Father, we uh, love you. We thank you for continuing the ministry of Christ through us, through your church. Father, we pray that you would cause us to uh, enter into and rise to the full potential of the call and the callings that you've placed on our lives, each and every one of us. Father, that you'll cause us not to miss out on one bit of your plan for our lives, but you'll help us to enter in. Father, we thank you for your grace and for your mercy, that you are a gracious God, that you are a merciful God, that you are a God who's more than enough for any of our mistakes, that you're more than enough for any of our shortcomings, for any of our lack, for any of our inability to produce results, that the Spirit himself intercedes for us, goes beyond our ability uh, to make mistakes, 
that the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are your children, that he intercedes on our behalf, that he intercedes on behalf of the lost, Father. We pray, Father, for a greater burden for the lost, Father, that you will make us uh, keenly aware and attentive to the promptings of your spirit as you desire for us to uh, pray things out, to say things that you want done, Father. Oh, Father, we just make ourselves available to you that you could be pleased and that you could say, that's someone I can use. That's a vessel unto honor. That's, that's someone that I have uh, placed my spirit within and that I have anointed with my spirit upon. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you for opening up our eyes and our ears and making a way, Father, where the devil says there is no way, making a way where the world says it's not going to happen, things are getting worse and worse and worse. Father, we thank you, Father, that light always overcomes darkness, that light always gets the best of darkness, that there can be utter darkness and pitch blackness, and you can light the smallest match, and it'll light a light that will shine on each and every part of the darkness and actually drive the darkness out. Father, we thank you that you have made us light to the world that you have uh, set us on a hill. Father, we pray that you'll help us to speak and to live and to move in such a way that our light would shine in all the dark places of the earth, in all the dark places that the devil would try to overcome and overtake and even thinks he may have won. Father, we thank you for the light that cannot be quenched, for the light that goes beyond the darkness. We thank you for that light and that that light lives in us and that that light right now gives us understanding, shows us things that we've never seen. Father, we pray as we look at scriptures that maybe we've read our entire lives. Father, we look at your word fresh and new like we've never heard it before. We receive from you like we receive, like a little child would receive from you, Father. We're open to you. Thank you for revelation after revelation after revelation of your word. Father, that we can't get to the bottom, that we can't come to the end of understanding uh, your word, Father, but as soon as we get an understanding and a revelation or see something that we haven't seen before, that you're right there smiling on us saying, you know what, there's more where that came from. Father, we thank you that there's always more, that there'll be no end to uh, your awesomeness, that there'll be no end to our awe for you, that there'll be no end to our learning about you from generation to generation, from age to age, from eternity on. Father, that we will forever, uh, in your presence, learn and grow and move and father that you've made us in your likeness and in your image father we pray that we wouldn't cut uh, short what you've called us to do that we wouldn't um, draw back but that we'd be bold we ask for boldness in the name of your son Jesus Christ boldness to speak boldness to testify boldness to minister boldness to lay hands on the sick and watch him recover watch you touch him watch you heal him boldness to stand in the gap for our country and boldness to stand in the gap for the lost father we plead the blood of Jesus over our city we plead the blood of Jesus over our country and we plead the blood of Jesus over this world <laughs> thank you father thank you for the blood Thank you that the devil can't overcome the blood or the name that because he has been overcome by them, because he has been defeated by them. Father, we thank you that we come bearing that name and we come washed in the blood, redeemed by the blood. Oh, Father, we thank you for the blood. That blood is in us everything that you said it would be. It does everything to us that you said it would do. So we stand before you now, Father. 
clean and pure and in the right place. Father, right in your presence, right before you, right in your throne room, a God-man that you have created. Father, we thank you. And we don't count your blood as something small or insignificant, the blood of Jesus, but we give reverence to the blood, that life that flowed through his veins, that life that he gave us to partake of. Father, we thank you for that life. We thank you for that light. We thank you for your word, that you put flesh on your word and caused him to walk around so that we could see your word in flesh, in human body form, that we could see what your word would do if your word ever had uh, access to come in contact with mankind, ever had access to come in contact with our hearts and with our minds and with our bodies. Father, we thank you. We thank you for showing us Jesus Christ. Father, we just pray that uh, you'll continue to show us in greater ways. And Father, we thank you for all that you've already given us. Pray that you help us to be faithful, that you'll help us uh, to fulfill the ministry of Jesus Christ today in 2015. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We, are ta- we could almost just pray the whole time, and then we just pray the whole time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, we are talking about the ministry of Jesus Christ. That's really our study this summer is we're studying the ministry of Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, we... That sounds really funny, doesn't it? We, um, my wife and I had the privilege of studying the ministry of Kenneth E. Hagin firsthand. And, uh, you know, we traveled with him and were taught by him, and we're so thankful for that. And you can actually learn a lot by studying someone's ministry. But imagine what we can learn as we study the ministry of the man who made no mistakes, the man who never had to like uh, retract a word. I'm not saying Brother Hagen did, but he said I missed it several times. <laughs> so uh, he was not perfect, obviously. But we know when we study the ministry of Jesus Christ that he always did it right, that he always did it the best. And you know, we shouldn't uh, get focused on. You know, I'm so thankful for my fathers in the faith and the things that I have learned uh, from them. And, you know, there's some things that you really won't learn that I won't learn unless we learn them from the relationships that the Lord has given us. And there's things really, honestly, that uh, my kids teach me and they don't even realize they're teaching me. Uh, If you've ever been, and hopefully you have, around someone that was just born again, maybe this week or this month, and they'll say things that all of a sudden you'll kind of be like, oh. You know, because we have a tendency to let the freshness and the zeal of our salvation kind of wane a little bit as we go through the routine of life. Um, But Jesus Christ never did that. Jesus Christ was anointed with the Holy Spirit, unlimitedly is what the Bible tells us. There were no limits on the anointing that he had from the Spirit of God. So we want to look at the ministry of Jesus and continue to look at the ministry of Jesus and find out what he did and what he was all about. So one of the first things we find out that he was all about was not himself. He was about everybody else. God so loved us. 
God so loved the world. That doesn't mean just us Christians. That doesn't mean us Pentecostals. It means God so loved the world. Actually, Romans tells us, while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for the ungodly. You know, Christ didn't die for you Christians, for me Christian. He died for the ungodly. You know, the, the saint that's already born again really has no need of a Savior because you've already received the Savior. Of course, before you were a saint, you have need because everyone must be born again. How can you see the kingdom of God? <clears throat> uh, Nicodemus said to Jesus, and Jesus said, <clears throat> you must be born again. So you have to be born again. But the condition that you're in, no matter how, um, how many good works that you do, how many good thoughts that you have, or how many bad thoughts you don't have, or bad things you don't do, doesn't really affect your eternal destiny. What affects our eternal destiny is receiving the man, Christ Jesus, receiving him as our Lord, saying, I'm not going to, um, I like how Pastor Duane says it when he prays with people, I'm not going to live for myself any longer. I'm going to live for Jesus every single day. <clears throat> Now, how many people have not lived for Jesus every single day? Don't raise your hand. I can raise my hand. <laughs> but we're born again. And uh, we've been starting, and obviously we're going fairly slow, but, you know, we have until Jesus comes back. In a church, you know, Brother Hagin used to say, like, you know, I don't have time to teach on this. But when you're in a church, you've got, you know, you can just start again next week. So <clears throat> we're talking about our in Christ confessions. And... Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. That means, like, you know, the biggest sinner you can think of right now, you know, like in the 40s, it would be probably Hitler or somebody like that, Mussolini, Stalin. Now maybe it would be ISIS. You could think of ISIS, somebody that's part of ISIS, uh, because we see how brutal they are and, um, you know, uh, lacking in love. Well, if anyone in ISIS be in Christ, they can be a new creature. So if any man, and man there is referring to mankind, any man or woman, anyone, if anyone be in Christ, they're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And so we look at that. If any man be in Christ, and um, you find that old things are passed away. So we read last week from, uh, I think it was Isaiah 26, talking about pow these powerless ghosts that we used to serve, we used to be under. Those things are passed away. All they are is like a powerless ghost, like a mist that would have a form or a shape of that, but it's, it's powerless. You could like walk right through it. Um, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we find that we're in Christ and we're a new creature. But a lot of times we don't feel like it. <laughs> So we walk by faith and not by sight, meaning we walk by believing God, not by what we see or feel. So you could say we walk by what God said, acting like that's true because we actually think it is, we believe it is, not by our feelings, not by what um, our five senses would tell us. So uh, what are the five senses? Seeing, smelling, smelling. Tasting, hearing, 
touching. We walk by faith, not by our senses. Meaning we walk by what we believe, not by what we feel. Not by what our physical body can come in contact with. We walk by what we believe. Um, I wonder if he said that because the things that we could feel, touch, see, smell, hear would have a tendency to go opposite of what we believe. In other words, like you talk about healing and maybe uh, you start to get a sniffle or something like that comes on you. Well, if you walk or if I walk by what I feel, then I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to think about and meditate on what I feel. So I'm going to say, well, mm, it's been a while since I've been sick or maybe I'm allergic to something. Um, you know, it's kind of strange. Give me a Kleenex. Let's get this. Let's get that. And I start to let that run over and over in my mind. Or if I walk by faith, maybe, like, oh, where'd that come from? I wonder if I was around somebody that was sick. Well, to have the thought, I wonder if I was around somebody that was sick. I wonder if it's allergy season. It's been a while. Uh, it's not a sin to have a thought. Jesus had thoughts that he, shouldn't, that he wouldn't uh, hold on to. So for us to have a thought, it's not a problem. It's what do you do with the thought? So what are you thinking on? Where's our attention at? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Uh, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we say uh, what we believe, which is Christ himself has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And we know that every sickness and every disease is part of the curse of the law. And we say, Second Peter um, we talk about 2 Peter chapter 5. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. So we allow that knowledge of the word to sink into uh, our hearts, and then we speak from our hearts what we believe. That, you know, I mean, there's, I don't want to give you too many scriptures, but resist the devil and he will flee, and sickness is from the devil. So we say, no, sickness, I resist you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Funny that you'd try to bring this now. And... Uh, our belief needs to trump our feelings. And if our belief doesn't trump our feelings, uh, the most important thing for us to do, and really even if it does, is to be honest. And say, oh, I'm saying this, but I'm not really like excited about it. I'm not stirred up about it. I'm not in faith about it. It's just something that I'm saying. So, you know, you can have doubt in your head and faith in your heart. I'm not talking about that, because you can have doubt in your head where it's like, I can't believe this is working. Like, okay, giving is a great example. <laughs> like, you can be like, sometimes I'm like, this is just amazing to my head that this actually works, but watch, I'm going to give this. It's going to come back, whether I'm giving to an individual or a church or whatever, it works. But my head is like, I was thinking about that uh, last night and this morning when I was getting ready for the giving message, and I thought, it's so funny because in your head it doesn't work, and I think the Lord just wants you to have a good head bypass every now and then. Like, how can I bypass my natural thinking? Uh, the way you bypass your natural thinking is you think like God thinks. You think supernaturally. You renew your mind with the word of God. So we get into the word, and then all of a sudden you find out there's another in Christ scripture that says you have the mind of Christ. So the renewed mind is the mind of Christ. So you let the renewed mind dominate you. I let the renewed mind dominate me. And then I say, you know what? Even though I feel like this, I believe this is true. 
And one of the things that helped me the most in growing in faith, uh, and I think this is always going to be true, anytime you're struggling a faith struggle and you're like, ah, you know, I've been taught this and I agree with it in my head 100%, but I'm really, uh, I think, going through some challenges where I don't feel like the oomph of faith or the spirit of faith, maybe, like I should. Well, number one, you uh, speak and act like it's true. Faith is simply acting like the Bible's true. Brother Hagin, he pastored like several churches, and uh, you know they'd have different challenges. He always pastored troubled churches, and so uh, he'd go on the board. They have board meeting, like, what, and they'd be like, "Oh, I don't know what this, this situation. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do?" And they turn to Brother Hagin and say, "Pastor, what are we gonna do?" And he said, "Well, we're just gonna act like the Bible's true." So faith, in one sense, is acting like the Bible's true, no matter what it feels like, no matter what it looks like. Faith is just acting on the word. Because what is the word? The word is God speaking to you and to me. It's, it's God's word. So if we believe that's God's word and God is not a liar, then we just act on the word of God. So uh, his word says, by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. And then Matthew eight seventeen says that he took our sicknesses and our infirmities and he bore them himself and carried them away, took them away. So if we believe that, what would we act like? Well, we'd act like we were healed because we are. That's the reality of it. But in, in, um, in our feelings, we may not feel that way. And, you know, uh, your faith will be challenged by the devil and by well-meaning Christians and, you know, by devil-inspired people. So uh, your faith almost will always be challenged even by your own thinking. Like, is that really true? Like, kiss goodbye to that money. That's the last you're ever going to see that money. It's not true. So, um, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So I said all that to say this. You have to behold things. The Bible says, behold, all things have become new. So if you're looking at the old things, you're looking at the wrong things. We have to behold all the new things. Behold, all things have become new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Many times we realize, uh, again, I think it's a lot of times in our head, whoa, I'm a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. How come I still want to smoke? I mean, I don't. I'm just giving an example. I never did smoke. Uh, you know, but how come, I'll, I'll do, do one that's closer to home. How come I still want to worry? Like all things have become new and God's my, my, my king and Jesus is my savior. And why, uh, why do I still want to do this? Well, behold, all things have become new. It, like you have to behold, you have to stop, pause, look, gaze, and see. All things have become new. So we're a new creature in Christ Jesus, but we have to stop and look at the reality of that. Because if we don't, our inputs to us being a new creature is really this thing we got from our head that maybe is starting to slip into our hearts. And all of our senses, everything else that we are receiving information from, the information pipes are saying, you're really not. Like Brother Hagin, Brother Hagin had two talents. He could tame any wild animal, and he could open any lock. 
So when he was, I don't know if I told this a few weeks ago, but when he was um, born again, he had a friend, and um, his name was Clarence, but they called him Lefty. And so he saw his friend, and uh, his friend was like, hey, you remember when we you know, broke into that store and got a bunch of candy? And he sat there and said, Lefty, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, what do you mean you don't know what you're talking about? He said, the man who did that's dead. And he said, I know you're really sick, but you didn't die. And um, he said, no, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I've been made new. The man who did that is gone. Well, what was he doing? He was identifying with who he was in Christ. From like the very beginning, unconsciously. You know, I agree with him. Some of the greatest leadings I've ever had have been unconscious leadings by the Holy Spirit. In other words, I didn't plan to be led by the Spirit of God. I just found myself doing this. And you realize, while wow, the Lord's leading me. Well, he just read, so I'm a new creature. Oh, then I'm a new creature. So he started telling everybody he met, I'm a new creature. I'm brand new. And, you know, uh, that was in the 30s, 1930s, before I was born. I was going to pick on the oldest person here, but that's me. Okay, so... Um, He said, I'm a new creature. Well, that's kind of like King James English, you know. But you or I, we could do the same thing, you know. Man, I'm a, I feel like a brand new man. Maybe if you're a lady, you might not say that. I feel like a brand new woman. Or I am a brand new woman. I am a brand new man. Uh, that's kind of like, you know, if you have the joy of the Lord on you, somebody might be like, man, what's up with you? Like, man, I, I'm like... Brand new. Like all this stuff, all the stuff I used to, the way I used to live, the way I used to think, I don't even live that way anymore. I don't even think that way anymore. Why? You see how easy it is to talk to somebody about Jesus when you use the word? So you realize people, whether they want to admit it or not, there's a hunger built into uh, the human that is for God. That is for dominion. That is for uh, true life. I mean, look at the, look at the, I mean, there's so many things you could really use, but the fountain of youth. I remember watching cartoons and shows when I was a kid about the fountain of youth, the fountain of youth. I found the fountain of youth. It actually exists. It's really there. You can never die and your body can never get old. And this world is going to decay. But man, that's just like a flash a fleeting mist, the Bible calls it, in the scope of eternity. So in reality, I don't know how old we're going to be. I think like maybe 23. But, uh, you know, I've got a very nice body in heaven, you know. I'm thankful for my body now, but my wife is thankful. Okay. Uh, but you realize the world has these things built into it, even into our media. The fountain of youth. And whether it's called the fountain of youth or not, you can find in so many different uh, books and movies and different things where basically someone has figured out a way to not die. They're going to keep living. Well, we didn't figure it out because the Holy Spirit had to reveal it to us. We're not that smart. Um, unfortunately, as a pastor, there's some things you have to do that aren't the most pleasant, so I'm the one to tell you that uh, you're not that smart. But God loves you. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, sometimes you have to tell yourself, 
Tim, you're not that smart. Because what does the word tell us? Uh, You shouldn't boast about what you have, especially in Christ, because none of us have anything that we haven't been given. So we should boast in Jesus Christ. Boast like, man, that was an awesome message today. Or man, that was a cool testimony. Or man, did you see what happened? It's really, you know, I, I always am amazed at what God does and what God will do. <clears throat> more really amazed than at myself and what I would do. I know what I would do without God a lot of times. I would reason it out, you know, try to figure it out. But, uh, but God, uh, he's, he's the one that I endeavor to uh, magnify and to glorify. And what happens is we, we uh, learn that um, faith speaks and you get things by believing and speaking. And I think sometimes we, we, uh, we generally either forget the speaking part or we forget the believing part. <laughs> in other words, we're like, we let mental agreement slip in and like, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're speaking it, and it doesn't really come to pass, and we wonder what's going on. Well, I think we didn't uh, let ourselves receive the revelation of what the Word says, and we just kind of like went with a mental knowledge of it. And, uh, or I could say we didn't approach with a childlike faith. Because it's not like you have to sit there and like, let me say this correctly. You will get a lot of revelation if you make yourself available to meditate in the Word of God and you put the Word of God before your face. Uh, but we could, it's, it's interesting. Um, we were made for dominion. God created Adam and Eve and said, Take dominion. I give you dominion over all of the work of my hands. So we were created for dominion. So we want to dominate, right? We want to have dominion, exercise dominion. We want to be in charge and um, make the decisions. But we come to salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, not of ourselves. It's a gift from God. So we, that's how we're born again. And... Um, you know, if we're not careful, works try to slip back in. Even after you're born again, we try to say, well, this should happen because I did this. So you get to where, like, well, because I meditated all this time or I have to meditate all this time. Well, the more you meditate, the more you will receive and the more you'll see. But meditation is not a qualification to receive from God. But you should study to show yourself approved. So... Uh, what I'm trying to say is, uh, and I, I mentioned this maybe 10 minutes ago, I'm finally just not getting there, but when you're having difficulty in your faith walk, you always take everything back to redemption. Redemption is the center of everything. So if you're wondering about healing, or you're wondering about prosperity, or you're wondering about being full of the Holy Ghost, um, look at your salvation. How did you get born again? How were you made a new creature in Christ Jesus? Uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Uh, Do you always feel saved? 
I don't. <laughs> I know I am. And as I've grown in my walk with the Lord, uh, you know, the um, thought that you're not saved gets more and more comical. Uh, but when I was first saved, it was not comical at all. It was really like an attack of the devil that he could use to get me, well, maybe you're not saved, you know. Uh, but so you realize even our young children uh, are faced with attacks from the devil that are very similar to the attacks that we may have. Like you're dumb, you don't know anything, you don't amount to anything, um, you know, maybe you're not born again, whatever kind of thoughts like these would come. And um, you combat the devil with the word of God. That's not, that's not the message that I'm teaching. But when you look at your salvation experience and you kind of have that be the stable point for everything else that you believe, you realize that we actually in salvation is tied up prosperity and healing and everything else. So you have to take it back to salvation. So if you're ministering to someone... And they're, they have a heart to receive, but they're just not receiving. Take someone back to salvation, the salvation experience. How did you believe then? What did you do? Okay, well, did you feel like it? You know, no, actually, when most people are born again, I mean, most people I've prayed with, I'm trying to think of somebody I prayed with that didn't, uh, almost, almost 100%, I don't want to say 100% because I haven't, you know, written everything down, but we'll be like, oh. That was like a great weight lifted off my shoulders. It was like, I feel so different. Like everything seems like they're, it's almost like they're, they put a pair of glasses on they never seen before. And they're like, they're like, whoa, you know, I'm doing that because of the mic. See, I'm learning. And, um, but that generally doesn't last an entire lifetime. <laughs> the feeling, you know, actually, I think we uh, sometimes forget how different it is for the Christian. We get so used to uh, having a glimpse of the big picture, and we get so used to not being under the weight of condemnation or under the weight of, like, heading to hell. <laughs> you know, that consciousness of sin. And uh, we, we forget what it's like. But if you bring someone back to that point and say, well, are, are you a Christian? Do you know you're, yeah. Do you know you're a Christian? Yes. How do you know? Well, because... Ultimately, it was an act of faith. And so every man's been given that measure of faith. So if you can take yourself back there or take someone that you're ministering to back there, um, it'll many times bring clarity. And, and uh, if you're a thinking personality, there's lots of thoughts that come when you're doing something new. You know, like that's why I've said, like, when we're saying some of these things, pay attention because you're making a decision when you hear something, whether you realize it or not, whether I realize it or not, we're making decisions when we hear things. And yes, I agree with that. No, I don't agree with that. Uh, I'm just going to ignore that. That's not a big deal. Like if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Uh, the devil will work with you wherever you're at. So will the Lord, interestingly enough. So he'll say, like, if you like, if you like no, that's true. You're like, no, I'm not going to disbelieve that. He'll be like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's not that big of a deal. Or it doesn't really mean what it says. Or like you start to see some things and you're like, whoa, this could affect a lot. No, not really. Wouldn't really affect much. You know, that's probably, you're misinterpreting. You know, you should look at the original Greek or something in Greek, even though you don't understand Greek. <laughs> Rather than it, 
means what it says and says what it means. So if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we need to behold the all things that have become new and realize all things have become new. So when we see a habit that we have or uh, something in our life that we may not be pleased with, uh, we have to realize all things have become new. And not only realize that, but we need to behold them. So we need to look at the new things. How does a new person act? Well, again, that new person put on flesh and his name was Jesus. So we look at Jesus Christ. How would Jesus act? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? And sometimes, um, you know, we may look at just the physical actions and bypass like, you know, well, if there was somebody blind, Jesus would spit and make mud and put it on their eye. Well, he might do that, but he might not. But what would he do with someone that was blind? He would heal them and he would meet them where they are. Uh, you know, number one, what he would do, what I would do to be like him and to do what he would do is I would ask the Lord, put up my spiritual antennas. Okay, Lord, what, which way do I go with this? What do I do with this? Because the power of God is always present to heal. The power of God is present right now to heal and to meet any need that I have or that you have. Um, and so we would do just like Jesus and we would talk to our Father God. So if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Behold, all things have become new. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have made us brand new, new creatures in Christ Jesus, a creature that never existed before. Father, we pray um, that you would uh, show us this new creation, that we would behold not with our natural eyes, but with the eyes of our spirit, who you've made us in Christ. Father, that we would uh, see and know who we are in Christ in a greater way than what we've ever seen before. Father, we pray that you uh, would help us to awaken and aliven uh, the faith that you've put in us. Father, that we would um, not live as a mere man, but we would live the life of Christ, that we would uh, minister with the ability that you give. Father, that uh, you would give us all opportunities to speak words of life to people this week that we come in contact with. Father, that you will open uh, new doors of opportunity for us. Father, we thank you that you open new doors that uh, no man can shut. Father, that you have um, seen us and you saw this time in our lives before we even existed. Father, we thank you for divine connections. We thank you for great opportunities to bring your life and your love uh, to the dark world and to those that have never um, experienced the freedom that we have in Christ and experienced the life that we have in him. Father, we um, I pray for each and every uh, person that's here, that's listening, that you'll grant us a spirit of wisdom and revelation 
in the knowledge of you, Father, that we may know you more. Father, that we may know more about you, that we may become more and more uh, in awe of you, Father, that we would uh, see things about you that we've not seen, that we would um, grow in ways that we didn't even realize were possible. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus. We thank you that that blood prevents deception and aborts every attempt of the devil or the enemy to deceive us, that the blood of Jesus is our divine covering and protection against all the fiery darts of the wicked one, that the blood of Jesus is so full of life, it perfects that which concerns us, reconciling everything in us to the perfect will, your perfect will, every day and in every way. In Jesus' name, amen.